Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. It really is a wild and crazy life and I hope you are living it to the fullest. All right, before we dive into the show, let's take just a moment to reconnect, drop in, recenter, Whatever phrase sounds good to you, let's get back to our breath for just a moment. Now, if you're driving, feel free to breathe with us, but please keep your eyes open if you're driving, walking, in any way, interacting with the world right now. Um, just sit back and, and breathe with us, but keep your eyes open. <laughs> Otherwise, close your eyes, drop your shoulders. Wiggle around for just a minute and release any tension that you're holding on to. Know that no matter where you are and what is going on in, in the world or in your life right now, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're exactly where you need to be. So with that knowledge, I want you to breathe in through the nose. We're going to hold at the top for just a beat and then out through the mouth. So breathe in, one, two, three, four, hold, exhale, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four, last one, inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four. <sighs> Hopefully you feel a little more connected to your body, just slightly more than you were a few minutes ago. And with that, welcome to the show. I am so grateful to have you back this week. Um, I have as always, I love all my guests. I love this guest, um, especially so. We'll get to him in just a moment. Um, I want to tell you before we dive into the episode, in two weeks, this is coming out, um, uh, not December, good night. This is coming out January the 11th. Oh, 111. Love it. Okay. So it's coming out January 11th, the week of January 23rd. I am opening up free breathwork hours for the next couple of months. So I'm very, very excited to bring this offering to you. It will be totally free, totally free to you. Um, just all I will ask in exchange is some feedback so I can learn and grow as I explore this new practice that I have. Um, so if you are interested at all in breathwork of any kind, um, I will link below in these show notes the um, the link to schedule a free breathwork session with me. There are, there are going to be two options. You can do a 30-minute session or a 60-minute session. If by chance you have several friends who are also interested, I can also book workshops. I'll also leave my email in the show notes as well so you can get with me on booking a workshop. Also, so I'm so excited to be bringing this offering to you. Um, I it getting into breathwork in the last six months has literally been life changing for me. Um, um, I think I might do a solo episode later this month about some of the shifts that's, that have been happening for me personally, but. 
regardless, in the last several weeks, um, as a result of several months at this point of breathwork, I have felt so many shifts, so many changes in my life, and I'm just really excited to bring this healing modality to the whole freaking world. So if you're interested in that, again, check out the show notes. There will be a link to um, sign up for some sessions. So getting into today's episode today, I'm joined by my good friend, Nathan Daniel. Nathan is the director of something really important at the locker room. Oh, for heaven's sakes. I think we talk about it at the start of the episode. I can never remember his full title. What it really means to me personally, though, is that he is a mentor to me in my business. He is just one of the best people um, to have mentor you. In fact, we talk about this a bit in the episode, but when I was first um, moving into kind of Nathan's um, mentorship program, I was very nervous. I wasn't sure if he would get me, so to speak. He was he's he's so very strategic, so very thoughtful and planned out. I was just so nervous to work with him, but I could not have been more wrong. Nathan is one of the um, most real people you will ever meet. We talk about that a lot too. His whole um, platform is be you, be real, be you. Um, so I'm excited to bring Nathan to you. He is just honestly a fount of wisdom. I am so lucky to have him in my life and I can't wait to share him with you. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Nathan Daniel. All right, Nathan Daniel. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to finally have this conversation with you. I feel like at this point we talk two, three, four times a week. Um, And so I am so glad to finally bring you and all of your magnificence to the podcast. So welcome. Well, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. So I think I've told you this, but um, when we kind of rearranged everything within the locker room, I said to Jen, who has been on the podcast, was my former mentor within the locker room. I said, I'm so excited to work with Nathan because I feel like I can outsource all my strategy to him and it's no longer a muscle I feel like I need to develop. I can just be woo woo and he can tell me how to make it real. (laughs) That is right. That's why I'm here. Help you put a a plan together. So yeah, love it. And that, I mean, that it's just going to Actually, no, it could flow right into a question, but before I get there, why don't you actually tell us a little bit about yourself? Where do you live now? Where'd you grow up? What's your family life like? Oh, good question. Um, Okay, so um, I am currently in Oklahoma. Um, Fun fact, I coined this. I haven't copyrighted or anything. I probably should, but I call myself a Toki. Was born in Texas, raised in Oklahoma, parents separated, went back and forth multiple times and, uh, have always just gone back and forth. So I call myself a Toki. Um, <laughs> and we currently live in Oklahoma. I have an uh, amazing wife. We're coming up actually, oh my goodness, we're coming up on 17 years, um, wow. 17 years of marriage. Uh, we currently have a five-year-old, five and a half-year-old. I'll tell you five and a half right now. Uh, his name is Callan and my wife is, uh, Mallory. So yeah, we're, uh, we love it. Started real estate back in 2009. Um, when everybody was bailing out of the business, I was like, Hey, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. And I just saw it as an opportunity and never looked back. 
Um, let's see what else. Um, had almost every position I think you can have inside real estate from solo agent, had a team, started a technology company inside real estate, uh, became a uh, CEO team leader uh, of a large office. Um, and now uh, currently here at the locker room, you know, having podcast, I've authored a book. I mean, I don't know what else you want to know, but yeah, I think you're going to dive in today and probably ask me some of these questions. So of all the things you just said, the one thing I didn't know is that you were born in Texas. I was, yeah, I was born uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area, uh, Ulysses. The hospital I was actually born in no longer exists, but okay. hey, it is what it is. But yeah, I'm that's uh, born in Ulysses, Texas. So I spent, um, I mean, this podcast will come out in January, but as of today of the recording, I spent four hours at Love Field yesterday. Oh, it's so such a lovely, over. such a lovely airport. Yes. Yes. I've sat in worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I agree. I agree. I have waited in worse. So it was fine. Um, all right. So one of the things, one of your big things, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. I can be mm -hmm. the woo woo. Let's like dream about things and you can help me with strategy is the mm -hmm. be you and be real. Yeah. So the other thing, I don't think, I, I don't think I've told you this one. I was excited to get to work with you, but I was also very nervous because I was like, oh, really? oh my gosh, he's so logical and he's so like, he like he knows what to do and I'm just going to be all over the page and it's going to frustrate him and and all of these things that think, thankfully that has not proven true because you really believe the be you and be real mm -hmm. slogan that you live by. So tell us uh, a little yeah. bit about be you and be real. Uh, okay. So be and be real. Uh, what does that, what does that mean to me? I mean, I know I have it, I have it hanging back here and, um, you know, I I've done a lot of stuff with that. I spent the last couple of years actually talking, talking through this and, uh, it's still evolving. It, it's always evolving, but I, I think more whenever I talk about it, it's, um, I, I'm telling people how I choose to live, um, how I show up every single day. And this is, I mean, it's great as a reminder for others, but honestly, the reason it's back here is it's a reminder for myself. Um, I found myself in a position a couple of years ago, um, like so many of us do where, uh, we're in a state of transition and I woke up one day, thought I was in a job that I was going to be in for years, decades, maybe. And I, I honestly really loved a lot of what I did, but what I found was I'd lost a lot of my passion mm -hmm. and my purpose. And I felt like I was just wandering. And I honestly, uh, got on a coaching call and, um, with someone and they're like, Hey, you're like a walking zombie. Like what happened to the guy I knew? Like, and like, um, wait, 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 I have to interrupt that one. Were you the coach in that moment or were you being, no, I was being coached. I was, okay. I, I reached out to, uh, to a former coach, mm -hmm. um, that I'd had in the past and that knew me back when I had the fire inside me. And, uh, we hop on a zoom and they looked me straight in the eyes and said, wow, you're dead. Like you're dead inside. Like I see nothing like you're a walking zombie. And I was like, like talk about a gut punch. Yeah. The power um, of a coach right there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, um, so in that moment, uh, kind of, it was an awakening moment for me. And I realized I was like, holy cow, like not any fault of, of the, the organization, the people that were leading me anything, honestly, it was, it was my own my own doing. Like I allowed myself to walk down this path. And, uh, in that moment, I was like, wow, I'm walking somebody else's path and not my own. And no wonder I'm burnout. No wonder I'm I, like, I have fatigue and I'm not showing up for anybody anywhere at the way I desired to. And so, uh, started this path of, of, okay, who am I and discovery myself and, and, uh, along the way had one of those, um, 
whatever, whoever's listening out there right now, whatever you believe, whatever it is. But I was at, I was at church one Sunday and, you know, sometimes pastors have a way of just like smacking you over the head. And this was like the most real, I can honestly say like, if, if, uh, if you ever want to hear that story, like going down that trail, I still get goosebumps and tears to this day because I truly feel like it was, I, I was being spoken to that day. And in that moment, I was like, I just got to step out in faith and self and be okay it with if somebody's not okay with me and allow myself to be me. And so be you and be real was formed and uh, started to really work on that for like the next year. And the next thing I, um, uh, I, I was actually coming from Chicago. I was at an event in Chicago and where this really locked in, like it was actually in January of 2020, I was coming back from Chicago and I was, uh, y'all know what happened that time frame COVID started yep. coming around, except back then they called it the coronavirus. Right. And right. they called it coronavirus. And well, I was from, traveling that month. Also, we were yeah. in Jamaica that month. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So you're, you know, mm-hmm. every time I have a Corona, like if you have a Corona or you see advertising for Corona's typically like you go to restaurants and stuff, it's like, Hey, you get two fish tacos and a Corona. Yep. They're calling it coronavirus. And I'm walking around the Midway airport in Chicago and they're talking about this. I'm like, what is going on? I have no clue because I don't watch the news or anything. And and uh, well, there's thousands of people because we got caught in this crazy fog storm, grounded all planes. I was supposed to be speaking on stage the next day. And and in this moment, uh, I found myself just, again, like picking up the phone like we all do, have earbud- earbuds yep. in, listening to people, like listen to podcasts or whatever. And looking around, I'm like, nobody is talking to one another. I'm like, everybody's just doing this. Like even families sitting right next to each other, just doing this. And so I was like, okay, put my phone down, turn to the guy next to me and struck up a conversation with him. And, uh, the most impactful thing happened is, uh, I asked him what he did, where he was going about his family. And in return, what do you think he did? He well, asked me the I question, <laughs> what do you do? Like, what do you do? Where are you going and stuff? And I was telling him I was speaking on stage the next day and he asked what I was speaking on. And I basically just told him a, a longer version of this story and a uh, grown man, probably 45 to 50 years old, starts bawling in the middle of Midway Airport. And he said, Nathan, like, thank you for sharing. I'm like getting goosebumps talking about mm-hmm. this now. Um, he was like, thank you for sharing this story with me because where you were at a year ago is exactly where I'm at today. And I was on my way home to tell my wife, like, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I can't, I can't go on. And so it was in that moment that I realized the power of our story and it, it, we can't know the effect it will have on other people. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, I've got to, I guess I gave myself permission to be my authentic self. And it was okay to live whatever story that I chose to live. And I could start telling that story because somebody could be affected by it. And now I know one thing. I know the guy's name was Mike and that's about it. I know he was on his way out of town and he was going home to talk to his wife. And so I gave him a couple questions and I I should have followed up with Mike, but I never did. Yet in that moment, I realized I was like, man, we have a responsibility to tell our story and to check in on ourselves. Yeah. Uh, that's I'll, every time you tell that story, I get yeah. goosebumps too. Yeah. Um, so let's fast or rewind, not fast forward, rewind a little bit to 
you know, that Sunday at church when the, the pastor had the sermon that kind of spoke to you, what was it like the next day? <laughs> like we, we all remember oh these defining moments, but what were the steps like? Uh, so in that moment, um, truly felt a voice in, in, in communicating with me that I had a choice to make. And it wasn't one of those that I could go ponder. It was like, I had to make the choice and it had to happen right then. And it was a a, a step of, am I going to keep forcing myself down a path and where it's only me? Or am I going to step out in faith and do something great and allow something great to happen through me? And so it was a, it was an instant, like it happened in an instant where a decision was made. And as soon as that happened, there was this world of peace that came over me. Mm -hmm. And the next day, um, funny enough, the very next day I walked in and gave my notice. Wow. I was like, I'm gone. Like I, I said, you know, I said, I am willing to do whatever needs to happen. Um, and we, we set a deadline for like the date on like my last day and all that stuff. And, uh, I said, I'd do whatever happened. And yeah, so it was, it was an instant thing and it was terrifying and it was scary <laughs> yet. Uh, even to this day, as I think through it and I just a sense of peace, um, because yeah. I know I have to have faith and keep yeah. walking that path. So yeah. how was that conversation with Mallory? I mean, Callan was young toddler. Well, uh, I think for Mallory, uh, it was, uh, okay. So in that moment, um, I'll, I'll tell a little bit of the story if that's okay. Can I tell a little yeah. bit of the story? Yes, right. please do. So we walk in, you know, I'm a zombie at this point. I, I I'm not showing up at home, yep. basically come home, go to bed, get up, go to work, come home. And just the same pattern, right. Which I never wanted. I wanted that for, Mary. I never wanted it for Callan. And I found myself in that pattern. And even at church and at work, it was the same thing. I would just show up and I was a shell. Mm -hmm. Well, this Sunday, particularly we, uh, we headed to church. We were, late. And so getting Callan into, into Sunday school, uh, we get into the actual, um, sanctuary and stuff and we get in there and it's packed. Like it is a packed church. And it, you know, at the time we we're going to this, it's kind of a contemporary church. And so lights are down, you see that up on stage and stuff, people are up there and it's amazing. Like this awesome worship band is up there doing their thing. And so, but we kind of get in the back, like we, we walk in and sit in the back cause it's the only seats left. <clears throat> and finding out that this person up there leading worship that day was a, uh, she's written songs for like casting crowns, like mm -hmm. has her own band travels around, does a lot of youth conferences and stuff, uh, along with her husband who was going to be teaching that, uh, that day. And so, but I'm standing back there and I'm just like, okay, just yeah. going through the motions, not really feeling everything. Everybody else is like doing the, you know, the, the worship and stuff. And I'm sitting there just praying going, God, like, why am I not feeling anything? Like, I don't feel anything right now. And, and so it was in the middle of March, I think it was like March 17th, actually. And uh, so right in the middle of March madness and our pastor had been doing this series and it was called the assist. So he calls in an assist. So which assist for the worship team and uh, his uh, one of his really good college friends uh, was like, can come in and do the service that day? Well, he, uh, let's just say he does a lot of youth conferences and big conferences and stuff. And he okay. walks in with a towel in his back pocket and, you know, sweat on his brow and you know, he's going to bring it. 
And about oh two minutes in, um, two minutes in, he gets up and he's doing his thing and he starts talking and doing the message of, of what assist is all about. And he stops and he goes, pastor, I got to deviate from the message a little bit. Um, and he starts talking about the fruits of the spirit and, and how he's been gifted with the power to heal or to hear and then deliver a message that he feels like he's been called to. So he's like, I want everybody to get into a position of worship, like just wherever you're at, like sitting, standing, kneeling, whatever you want to do, like get there. So we're, like, we're standing up and I'm just standing there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he, he just starts praying and he goes, there's some people in this room dealing with some fertility issues. Just know God's got you. Keep the faith, keep the faith, keep the faith. And no joke. The very next thing, um, every time the very next thing he says, he's like, you sir in the back of the room are going to start a business year and you're going to impact the lives of thousands and thousands of people. If you have faith. Holy crap. <laughs> and so, you know, you see, you hear me now, you see me now, like, yeah. Imagine this times a hundred in that moment. So like Mal was standing right next to me and full on ugly man cry, <laughs> you know, where people just started surrounding me and placing hands on me and stuff. And, and in that instant where I made the decision to step out in faith and I knew I couldn't do it on my own, I had to, I had to put myself out there. Like, that's how defining that moment was for me. Mm -hmm. And again, it was a choice. Like, so for Mallory, I mean, she saw the physical yeah. emotion where I was at and the transformation within a short period of time of how I literally ch changed in an instant. Yeah. And so I, I honestly think it was a, something she'd probably been praying for, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But, for, I mean, <clears throat> anytime we care about somebody, yeah. When when we see that, I mean, I I know that if Jamie came to me and was like, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to do stand-up comedy or improv comedy and it will be fine. We got this. I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's go. And God knows he's done that enough for me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is an incredible story. In that moment, had you been thinking about a business to start? Um, you just- Honestly, I, I honestly, in that moment, I had- I had no clue. I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I said, like I had, I had literally told myself, this is the position I was going to be in for years. And yeah, I, I had no, no clue. I mean, I, I always knew I could go back to selling real estate if I wanted to yet. I did. It's not where I, my passion lied. Like, yeah. I, like selling houses every single day was not where my passion lied. Yeah. And so it was, it was terrifying. It was scary yet. I mean, I'd experienced times in the past where I jumped out in faith and, and done something not to the scale, yeah. <laughs> not to the scale, because at that point I had, I'd accomplished a goal that I had since I was 14 years old, which was the ability to let Mallory stay home with Callan if she chose to and financially support her terrifying. Yeah. Yet it, it, it was peace. There was peace there. And I, it was a, I trust you and I will listen. I will open up my ears and my heart and be ready for what happens. Yeah. And then 
walked in next day. What we'll walk in next day, gave my notice, had that conversation. Um, next conversation I actually had with Jake very shortly thereafter, um, with the locker room. And I, you know, he and I'd known each other for a couple of years at that point. And I was like, all right, dude, like it's time. Let's go. I, I don't know what you're doing, but yes. let's figure this out. And he was like, okay, cool. But, um, can we talk? I'm getting on a cruise right now with my family. So I was like, Oh yeah, no, like no worries, whatever. And so it was, it was all good. Whenever they got back, we had a great conversation and yeah, you know, allowed it to allow the dominoes to start falling and all I was there to walk and just keep going with it. So, yeah. 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 And uh, Jake, the p- listeners are very familiar with Jake. I'll make sure to link the episodes, but he, he and Carissa um, joined me to talk about building a business and staying married. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then recently um, he'll be on talking about agent um, burnout and how to, oh, it's such a and how to keep from burnout. Such a real thing. It is absolutely such a real thing. I mean, it's a road that we, at least on our team, I think every one of us has walked it and said mm-hmm. at some point or another, of just utter burnout. I'm kind of on the back end of a burnout phase that I didn't even realize I was in yeah. until I just couldn't even get the energy to get out of bed in the morning. Like, yeah. And, and one thing that I started doing to check myself um, on that, cause I know burnout is it's, it's a big deal, especially if you're re- like really pushing and you're, you're growing and you're being intentional and stuff and you're finding yourself out of balance or you know, maybe you're unhappy or something like that. Like I, I started doing this and it's, you know, every year, everybody talks about new year's being January 1st. Yeah. Like to me, new year's is my birthday. Oh, and okay. so, because I, I start a new chapter of my life every single year. So like right now I'm in the 37th chapter. So what, what I like doing is reflecting and just taking quarterly check-ins and going, okay, how am I doing? Like, am I on path? Am I not like, where am I at? Like, Am I on a scale of one to 10? Am I happy with my, my family life? Am I happy being like everything I'm bringing as a dad at, at work to like everybody that, that I support and that supports me, like just doing those checkups on a regular basis and evaluating and, um, and then at the end of the year going, okay, cool. Like what's the next chapter have in store for me yeah. and starting to write that. Yeah. We do a lot of those exercises in the locker room, the we do, yes. future, <laughs> you know, the future you letter and all of that. Um, which is fun. I often find that I have to rewrite my future me letter. Cause I'm like, Oh, there's so many things I learned that now I have to rewrite it less than a year later. <laughs> yep. 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 Great. Okay. So you, you teamed up with Jake. Of course, mm-hmm. um, this is not a real estate focused podcast, but I know I have a lot of agents listening to you. So at the locker room, we've we've grown and and it's true. Like we have reached tens of thousands of agents at this point. Oh, I think at this point we're over 25, if not 30,000 agents that we've worked with. I mean, several hundreds of thousands of brokers now, like tons and tons that we've now been able to impact over the last several years. So, yeah. So... <laughs> When you have kind of one of those mountaintop or maybe in that, in that case, valley, deep valley moments, mm-hmm. those defining moments, and you act on it and you move into that phase, what's it like? What's it, what's it like now? Because it's not that life is stagnant or, or the same now as it was then. No. So how, how do you kind of see the next vision or look ahead. 
Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I think it's in those checkups. Uh, one, I want to make sure I'm never a walking zombie again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's nowhere. Like no one should have to live there. And, and so for me, it's always going back to be and be real. It's that, uh, is that authenticity? Am I being my authentic self? Am I living my truth? Am I being unapologetically me? And is the place and am I at right now supporting that? Mm-hmm. And if they are cool, like that's, that's where I'm at. So that's how I kind of go about doing that checkup. Okay. Um, as far as like the future and the vision, I mean, I think I still walk, walk that like at, at a certain point, And this is so hard to say, like, I think we go through two phases in life and, and, and I can talk about so many different things, but I think we go through like our early twenties, like our, our teens and our twenties, and maybe even our early thirties where we're really chasing, um, success, whatever success is defined for you. Mm-hmm. And then we transition. And I think for me, what happened in that moment at church that day, I transitioned from chasing success to now chasing significance mm-hmm. and to where it wasn't any longer like the push, the hustle for more, 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 more money, more, whatever. Cause legacy is a big deal for me. Like uh, impact is a big deal for me. And so what it became was more of how are we making a bigger impact today than we were yesterday? Am I still on this path of changing the lives of thousands and thousands of people that I may not even know yet? Can I be that pebble in the pond to inspire others? You know, whether it's a growth partner, impact coach at the locker room, or whether it's a broker or whether it's an agent that can, that can take it to the next level. If they hear a message like this, like we, we don't know what our story can do and the ripple effect that it can have. So I think for me, I, I asked myself that question, like, am I doing this for me or am I doing this more for my calling? Like where I feel like I'm being led to. Yeah. And does the mission of the people that I'm surrounding myself with align with that? Yeah. Yes. Um, I have two thoughts on that. One, have you read the book by Richard Rohr, Falling Upwards? I have not. No. I mean, you basically set the premise. Oh, good. So I should have written a book. Yeah. He talks about um, the first half of life is about building containers Mm -hmm. and building that success. And, um, and we have to, like, it's, we Mm -hmm. can't bypass it. Um, It's part of our development, but then the second half of life, we basically destroy all of our containers (laughs) that we spend so much time building. Um, And we kind of move on to another, another level, another phase falling upwards is the name of that book. That's interesting. Um, well, I think it's it, it, to to add to that. I would say, you know, look at the variables. Like if I build a house and I think that's man, that's me trying to do it myself. Yeah. That's me going to build a house. And I, I don't know exactly what I'm doing yet. I'm building this success yet. It's on sand. And then when I start chasing significance and I work towards that significance, I'm building it on a stronger foundation mm-hmm. and it's more than me building the house you know, it's that faith. It's, it's, it's so much more. And so it's, there's a lot more sturdy, I guess, aspect to it. And yeah, I mean, it just gives me the confidence to wake up every single day and go, cool, let's do this. And it's not necessarily about money. It's more about the mission. It's about who can I make an impact today and truly be a servant of others and spread whatever message I have to be told, right. To, To share with the world. So Well, and that's something we say a lot at the locker room. I know the listeners have heard me say this before, but the mission deserves it is something that we say a lot. 
Mm -hmm. um, and it's because we are we are all so strongly aligned with the mission mm -hmm. of the locker room. Um, so going back to the be you and be real from from the like aha moment to to now like have there been times where you've kind of recaught yourself and been like oh, oh whoops I wasn't being me of course I'm sure there are mo yeah. moments but like a longer pattern where you're kind of like oh whoops I fell into it for a week or a month or you know whatever yeah, I think, um, and I know, uh, Jake talks about strength zones and, and all those things. I mean, I think we've all been given gifts. Like we've all been given gifts that we are made uniquely and we have everything that we absolutely need to succeed. Right. I think in those moments, you know, over the last couple of years where I found myself, I guess, derailing is it's, it's where I'm, I'm trying to take control of the reins again. Mm. And in those moments, again, the reason I have this hanging, be, be real behind me, like it's, it's for me, it's, it's a way for me to do that checkup. And honestly, since COVID, like literally being on zoom every single day, you know, it's here yet. When I travel, typically you'll see me in like a be and be real shirt. Like it's a way for me to constantly just check up from the neck up. It's like going back to, uh, Oh, I don't know. In the nineties and like two thousands and stuff. There was like the whole WWJD, like the bracelets and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. Like for me, this is my, I'll call it my swag, right? I don't care if anybody else wears it, but it's my swag that I can wear for myself and yeah, and, and do my checkup. So yeah, that's great. So if you were coaching someone right now mm -hmm. and they said to you, Nathan, I don't even know what my strengths are. Like I'm mm -hmm. so far down the burnout road, so far down the like doing it the way the world told me to. I don't even know where to start. What advice would you have for them? I would say disconnect and you need to unplug a hundred percent because you're probably moving so fast that you're not listening to what's going on up here. Uh, some of the best advice I got after stepping out of the role um, that I was in uh, was to take at least two weeks off. And so I took a month off. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason that's so important, if you're feeling burnout, if you're, you're probably pushing way too hard and we do that. And it's scary. It's scary to actually slow down. Cause I know one of the first sales jobs I had, you know, there was a poster on the wall and it was selling like these majestic filter cream vacuums or something. <laughs> oh wait, they're not vacuums They're I can't even remember what they call them, but, but they, uh, but it was up on the wall and it was this poster, this guy climbing uh, the side of a mountain. And it said, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Mm. And it's this mentality of like, no one else, like it's all me grind, 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 grind mentality. And I'm like, no, like the grind, grind, grind mentality. And, and it happens today. I know people talk about it all the time now, hustle, grind, hustle, grind. Yet yeah. what they don't do, it should be like, in my opinion, it should be hustle, grind, rest, hustle, grind, rest, and yeah. put a pattern like that in your life so that you can slow down. You can listen to your body. You can listen to your mind and you can listen to whatever, whatever you believe you can allow that in. Yeah. And we avoid it sometimes because we're afraid of what our inner voice is going to tell us. <laughs> I'm unhappy. I don't like what I'm doing. I'm miserable. Yeah. Whether it's in my relationship, whether it's with my job, whatever it might be, I don't like the situation I've allowed myself to get into. And it can be scary to get out of it. And at least first step acknowledging that. So that would be my first bit of advice I would give is slow down, yeah. 
yeah. block some time off, spend it with yourself in quiet and peace, whether or whatever you do and listen to your inner voice. Cause yeah. typically it has the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And you often already know mm-hmm. you just have to be brave enough to listen Yeah, and, and get through the clutter, <laughs> mm-hmm. the clutter that will get you there. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we've talked a lot about hustle culture, the whole, I see this a lot in the real estate industry, but also honestly, throughout any business right now is the boss babe um, mentality, which is just another version of the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a, it's a trauma response, just plain and simple. It is, it is women responding to that hustle with putting on what is what's that like Sarah Pay was it Sarah Palin that was like putting lipstick on a pig like putting lipstick on oh. hustle culture and calling it boss babe mm-hmm. you know and all this kind of stuff and I I know so many of my dear dear friends are definitely in that mentality and I love them so much and I also over the years see their shoulders tense up more and more like this and they are like really tense and always anxious and I just want to be like yeah just relax. Um, but that I, I like how you said hustle, grind, rest, because when I talk about not hustling, I think sometimes people hear not working hard or not having passion or caring about what you are doing. And that could not be further from the truth. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of this. Um, so uh, the time I've been in uh, like with locker room, right. And, and, and doing what we're doing here today, like, all of this, um, I found myself actually not listening to my own advice. Like I, we were in mode and it was like, go, go, go. And I realized last year, I was like, I've got to get more intentional about this. So blocking off masterminds for me to go attend, like it, to, to go, oh my gosh, like actually go on a vacation that I unplugged. Yep. And here's the thing. It was tough. It was the most, it was the most difficult thing. Cause I'd gone on vacations. I'd done all that stuff before yet this year. Um, I took time to go with my dad and my brother on a trip where I had no cell phone signal. And it was one of the most difficult things because I was not only unplugging from work and, 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 and all of this, I was also unplugging from Mallory and Callan yeah. and, and slowing down enough to hear, okay, how am I doing there? So what that told me is like, okay, Nathan, like I came back from that. And then I immediately went to another retreat, um, the next month and it was a complete, uh, Sedona, Arizona. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't speak anymore for about that place. It was so amazing. Yeah. And yet coming back from that, I was like, that is what I need. And so what I've, what I did is like, what I always did as a real estate agent. So if you're a real estate agent out there, do this first, mm-hmm. plan your calendar a year in advance. When are you taking time off? And so I did that again this year and I hadn't done it last year. So I was like, I'm doing it this year. I'm planning my time off. I'm getting all that done and I'm being very intentional once a quarter I'm taking off and I'm going to go do something that can allow me to rest and then come back. And when I'm hustle grind, it is hustle grind at a, at my maximum. And yet when I go play, I'm going to be playing at my maximum too. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's, it's not hustle grind because you, it's, you're not building on the sand anymore. It's right. not hustle grind because you think this is what you were told you had to do to make a million dollars to da, 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 all the things. Yeah. It's like, you are really working in your strength zone 
So even the days that you're tired, I also know that you're energized because I interact with you most of those days. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I get energized and I can go home and, you know, versus having to drive for 30 minutes and listen to the audiobooks or something like that and unwind. I literally can stop at a, a park bench right here, or I can sit in my driveway and just, you know, take your advice, do three to five really deep breaths reset and I can walk in and then I'm like, dad, like, then I get to be dad and I get to be husband and, and all the things at my best level. Cause I have energy left instead yeah. of being completely drained at the end of the day. Yeah. You also said something about that trip with your dad and brother that mm -hmm. I don't think I have ever worded before, but you had to de disconnect even from Mallory and Callan, like mm -hmm. the, the best thing in life, but you also needed to disconnect from that in order to fully reconnect again with your, with yourself, yeah. with your dad, with your brother, all of those things. Well, it, um, and, and for those who know me and, you know, I know you can speak to this Monica family is the most important thing. I like think family is the most important thing for me. And when I am done at work, everybody knows, like, I know I can reach out to Nathan. I know I can send messages, emails, texts, and I will get back in a timely manner. Yet when I'm there, I'm there. Like, yeah. I joke, like I walk in the door and I lose my cell phone on the weekends. I literally will leave the house and I don't have my cell phone with me. Do y'all, do you know how weird of a feeling that is? It's like losing <laughs> it is an arm. Weird. <laughs> yet, yet I think we also need that one-on-one -on -one time. I think it's like why, why I like going into wilderness. Like I love going into the woods and, or doing woodworking and, and stuff like this. Cause it allows me to disconnect from those things because let's be real. Sometimes, you know, family can be a little stressful Yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. It, it's fine. And yet we need to disconnect ourselves a hundred percent so that we can just be, you know, be yeah. with the one that made us and be with ourselves. Yeah. That's what I love about a daily breathwork practice is that even mm -hmm. if you don't have time for a long 60 to 90 minute, like session, soul searching session, just 15 minutes is enough. It's enough mm -hmm. to just say, okay, I'm reconnected. Um, cause I spent that 15 minutes, not worrying about who was calling me. And as a mom of teenage boys, can I just say, it is a guarantee that if I put my phone in another room, that is when the school is calling me. That yeah. is when they're <laughs> texting me about the 15 things they left in my house. Like, yeah, it is, it is a done deal. If my phone's not with me, that's when they need me, but that's okay. Because I taught them early on that I will always, I will answer if I can, if I can't, you will be my first callback. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's the, it's the two ring effect. Like if you call two times in a row, Hey, I, I got to take this, right. It's one of those, I got to take this moments, but, yeah. but yeah, the, like those breath works, whether it's, uh, I agree, you know, I used to walk every day. And I would go outside and walk for 10 minutes and simply just unwind yeah. and turn something on some music or something and just be, Yeah, honestly, just be. Yeah. Yes. I, I love that because we can't, there's, it's kind of cliche to be like, we're human beings, not human doings kind of thing, uh, yeah. except that we are in a 3d reality. Like we are here to mm -hmm. do things or else we wouldn't be here. <laughs> so I, I like the balancing of both. Uh, I was reading a book. Uh, I was reading a book that was rec recommended to me. Um, uh, the Untethered Soul. 
um, yes. the untethered soul, right? You know, and you, you talk about being a human being and, yeah. you know, in that, in that book, it talks about uh, like how to truly disconnect and see yourself from a different perspective. And since I've read that book, that's really allowed me to, when I'm feeling stress, stressed, anxiety, pressure, I have to make a decision. Uh, it allows me to think in a different way yeah. and think from a state of consciousness of, okay, is this really a problem? And how can I solve this solution? I disconnect from the situation. Um, so that was actually, that's a, I recommend that book. It was a really yeah. good book. Yeah, I totally agree. I read that book last year. Mm -hmm. It's a very good one. Um, I feel like that we could take this so many different ways. Yeah. So what are you, what are you excited about? Where this will come out at the start of 2023. So what are you excited about for the year? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, so much of our world has been in chaos the last couple of years, right? Like we've all dealt with, you know, COVID and, and, you know, whether you're in real estate, like it, the, the market shifting interest rates, the world, the world is what it is. Right. But I think what I'm most excited about is 2023, honestly, like, I think this is going to be the best year yet. And, uh, for so many different reasons, like for, for impact, for, for legacy, for growth, for whatever it is that you want to do. I think our world's, whether you think it's moving in negative or positive, whatever your stance is right now, I think it's going in a great direction. Yeah. And the reason I can say that is because I wake up, I'm, I'm, I'm alive every single day. I get to put a smile on and help somebody else move forward. And uh, so that's what I'm really excited about. Uh, I am excited about too. Um, I know we talk about, I, I was talking about transparency with you the other day on some, yep. on some things. And, and uh, I, I'm very much a transparent leader. I don't know if I can hold anything back. <laughs> um, and so I'm excited to kind of see what the next evolution of, of honestly, be you and be real really means like it, it means one thing for me, but I I'm excited to go a little bit deeper in that and, and continue to see where that, where that takes me this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think there's a lot of things in the world that might be difficult, but mm -hmm. much like giving birth, giving birth is not painless. Um, so I, I think we're moving into an, an interesting new age and we can't, we can't have expected it just to always evolve easily and nicely. Well, I, I think we are all given cards, right? Whether it's poker, dominoes, whatever you want to play, we are all given a hand and it's how we handle the hand that's dealt to us. Mm -hmm. And, and why I say I can go into next year and be excited about it. I I'm excited. What hand am I going to be dealt next year? And how can I, how am I, what am I going to learn from it? You know, and embracing learning and observing. And even if you're going through a, a incredibly tough time, whether you're in a place like I was where it was, you know, a zombie walking every single day. I think I was given that card and I was, I was on a hill that I thought was a mountain and I was at the peak yet only to find it was a hill looking up at the, the next Everest that's on the other side of it. Right. Yeah. And so hindsight, looking back, it's a great gift. And I, 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 I welcome whatever hand is dealt next year and whatever lessons I'm going to learn from it. And I yeah. embrace that. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. I think we will wrap up there, but Nathan, tell everybody where they can find you. 
Oh, uh, I would say you could find me on social media, yet I don't really go online and post all that much, but you can connect with me. Uh, you can DM me there all day long. Uh, so Facebook, um, you, you know, you can reach out to me. I'm happy to provide my contact information if you want to reach out. So if you want to put that in the show notes and stuff, uh, Nathan at TLRNation.com, you can reach me there via yeah. email. Um, or like I said, just shoot me a direct message on uh, on Facebook and or if you are a real estate agent, go to TikTok and follow him on Agent Hacks. <laughs> agent Hacks. Yeah. If you're an agent, you can have some fun. Like I just posted a, a video the other day. I am a nerd. I mean, y'all can see all sorts of stuff back here. Yes, that is a real lightsaber. If you're watching the video, that is a real lightsaber I got to build. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I, I, I am a true Disney nerd, Marvel nerd, whatever. Like I love that stuff. Um, you can also follow. So follow Agent Hacks on TikTok. Uh, there, like, I'm really excited next year. I'm getting back into podcasting myself. So I had broker to broker, which is still there. Um, yet next year, uh, we are getting ready to launch a, uh, a few more podcasts. So I'm Thank really you. excited about getting back into that as well. So yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. any questions you can always reach out to me. I would love to connect. So you have the Marvel Star Wars stuff. Jake has, what is it? Dwight's desk from the Jake. Office? Yeah, Jay actually has the official, the one, the only Dwight Schrute desk. Yeah, so we are big fans over at the locker room. Like whatever yes. it is we like, we really, really like it. We own it and we are unapologetically ourselves and yep. and own it. So we are us and real. Be That's right. Be you and be real. Be you and be real. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Nathan. It was great. Absolutely. Love, love talking to you. All right, there you have it. Thank you so much, Nathan, for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for um, listening in. We are always open and excited to hear your feedback. I would love to hear how this episode landed for you. You can find me over on Instagram at the underscore Monica Baker. And also, as always, um, if you like this episode, if you love the show and you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do that. Um, leave a review or a rating and also share this with your friends. It will really help us get discovered in the magic algorithm of iTunes and Spotify land. So until next week, have an amazing day.